0: out there in podcast land. Welcome to the first podcast of the Discipleship Diner. I'm your host Dennis Ramsey. Um, I spend my time serving as a pastor in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I decided to do a podcast because apparently I love to talk and hopefully you love to listen. And let's get to it. So discipleship. Um, To understand what discipleship is, we need to understand what a disciple is. And that would be you and I. Um, A disciple is a person who embraces and assists in the spreading of the teachings of another. For the purposes of this podcast, Jesus is the one we are going to focus on. Let me tell you that uh, a lot of times I think that discipleship is, is, as important as it is, it's downplayed. And it's not. It's vitally important that in our discipleship that we are growing that we are discipling others as well as ourselves. Um, and one of the things that I think gets missed a lot is that salvation can be presented as though it's the end of our journey, that that somehow being saved, we've made it. And the fact of the matter is, rather than a finish line, salvation is the starting line, and, and, and the firing pistol has been shot off. Um, another very good reason that we should be actively involved in discipleship is Jesus told us to in Matthew 28 verses 18 through 20. You know, we're told, we're given a great commission to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. That means that there should be somebody discipling you and you hopefully will at some point be discipling someone else. Whether it's the children in your home, maybe uh, it's someone that you can mentor and help them grow. But we're not meant to be idle once we are saved. We are meant to be active and alive and telling the world, whether it's one person at a time or one nation at a time, about the good news of the gospel. Um, one last point I want to make on the importance of discipleship in our walk if we're not doing things, if we're not being discipled, if we're not actively seeking growth and getting closer to God, then that means that we are automatically moving away from God. There is no drift point. There's no middle ground that we can stand on and say, well, I'm close enough to God. I'm as close as I need to be. No, you're either moving towards God or you're moving away from Him. Now, what that means exactly and what that looks like to you um, that depends, and that's a conversation that you need to have with God. But I will say this, spending time every day in, in the Word, spending time every day in prayer, fo- focusing and meditating on what you've read or heard, or just listening to the Holy Spirit and letting Him lead you, these are all active and involved methods that you that we should be doing every single day. Um, whether it's five minutes or five hours, again, you need to look at where you are and and discuss that with God and ask God, Hey, God, what, what kind of time do we need to spend? Um, personally, I say sit down, say your prayer, open your Bible, um, and just start reading. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. It doesn't mean you're always going to get something that jumps out at you that says, Hey, I need you to look at me but it doesn't mean it won't either. And in my personal opinion, it is better to take that chance to pray and believe that God is going to speak to you that what you're reading is going to be in you and stored in your heart than it is to say, eh, I'm not going to take the time today. Um, Another huge reason that I, I think that that this podcast, that discipleship in general, that we should all be talking is, I think often sin's power and its effects are largely ignored. Um, They're referenced maybe during a tragic situation rather than recognizing its everyday manifestations. I mean, you stop and think about it. We have uh, people that are addicted to pornography without ever stopping to think about the people that are hurt By pornography. We have children, young boys and girls who are being exposed to the effects of pornography because it's so prolific. And not just to focus on that, there's addiction. Addiction grows every day. Our children are are getting depressed and they're finding um, access to drugs. I mean, there's a whole list of things. There's abuse. Domestic abuse has grown worldwide and especially during the pandemic. You know, there's a lot that goes on that we don't see just because it's such a stressful situation. Anybody that looks at this pandemic specifically or anything going on in the world and and does not recognize that there is a force for evil at work, um, I, I feel sorry for them to think that that is purely by us. Now, granted, we might be the hands and feet that carry out that sin, Um, Because we know it's in us. The Bible tells us that. But, you know, we have to recognize the fact that sin is so powerful that it affected God's closest angel, his second in command. I mean, you could say that sin invaded heaven to get to Satan and the effects of that have come down here to earth. Through sin, our world was transformed from a garden to a graveyard. From paradise to pandemonium. And sin is like sand. The more you roll around in it, the more it gets into everything and everywhere. And no matter how hard we try, you can't get it all out. We, by ourselves, cannot get clean from our sin. We're always going to miss something no matter how hard we try. And the truth of the matter is, we can't get rid of it because it just takes something miraculous. It takes Jesus to get that disconnection from our sin. We need to be made new. We need to be given life in order to to have any hope of escaping those things that tie us down. You know, sin, we're born with it. It's a part of who we are um, because of what happened in the beginning. And if we do not allow Christ to work in us, to change us from within through discipling and following Him, we will die with it as well. Um, you know, and... You know why why do discipleship? As we go deeper into our relationship with Christ, we invite Christ into more and more areas of our life. And because of that, we change. We are transformed from who we were to who we are and who we are going to be. Proverbs two is a great testament of what we gain as the benefits of wisdom from God. We should seek it out like we would a hidden treasure. Verses 9 through 10 alone say, Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. You know, right now, things are crazy. Um, as, a, as a children's pastor, um, I often hear and, and stories on the news that catch my attention are all the, the things that are going on with our children. Um, and we as a community, we as a global community of believers, our responsibility is not just to the children in our home. And there are parents and families that are struggling, that need so desperately to know that there are people that love them. And it is through wisdom that we can guide, that we can offer support. It is through love that we can only get from God. You know, and and these are things, I I find it hard to believe that someone would look at that and say, eh, I can do without it. Uh, I understand it to a point. But really, when you think of what you gain versus what you you lose, it it seems like a no-brainer. And the thing we have to recognize, too, is through discipleship, we're being sanctified. We're being made holy and set apart as sacred. The first part of that process is a two-step process. It happens when we are saved. In that moment, we are made clean. When we we ask Jesus to, to come into our lives, we're made clean and washed clean of our sin. All those things, the bad decisions, the unwise decisions... You know, those are all taken away, and we're forgiven. And then, we, in that moment, Jesus comes in and begins to change us from the inside. Some things may take the rest of your life. But I guarantee you that when you take that walk, when you, when you open yourself up, you will notice changes. And it's not even about you having to do it helps, it certainly helps if we jump in and say, Jesus, how can I do this? How can we do this together? And, you know, it doesn't make everything easier. Life does not become perfect. And that may be another thing that, you know, salvation sometimes is portrayed as, like I said, the end. We've made it, we will have no more problems. And that is just not true. Um,. You know, Satan doesn't want us to be saved. He doesn't want God to, to have all those believers. And so being saved does not mean that the troubles end. Um, it, but it does mean that we don't have to face them alone. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, we treat our time with God like cramming for a surprise test. Instead of a constant session of learning at the feet of our Master, if, you know, when we're moving away from God, we're giving a greater gap for sin to play. We're giving Satan an inroad into our life. The wider that gap is, the more that vacuum is there, and it gives him opportunity to tick away and and chip away um, at the things that... The chains that are in our life. Um, And on the flip side of that, the closer we are to God, the better we can hear what He is saying. The better we know God, the better our understanding of what He wants. The more we mature spiritually, the more we live and walk by faith. And when we grow in faith, we become better at discernment, trusting in what the Holy Spirit is telling us. What we have treasured in our hearts and our heads from his word and recognizing that our emotions are not a recognized truth, but a perception of a truth that can be just as false as it can be true. Our hearts will lie to us. And so when we feel that you know it might be too hard, that the Bible is a book of rules that just, that just don't work with today's world, that is our heart. That is our emotions. That is sin trying to pull you away from that. When the fact of the matter is, you can sit down and read the Bible, and if you do it with an open mind and a willingness to listen to God, you'll find that the Bible is very much about today. Um, And one of the great things is, not only is discipleship from the inside out and, and that transformation that Jesus is doing from the inside out, but eventually that transformation becomes visible to others. And sometimes that sometimes that visibility is, is immediate. Or sometimes it might take time. It you know, it can take years. Sometimes we have some mother and father wounds or, or other wounds, things that have happened to us when we were children or later in life, that you know, God has to work with us over time. Um, some things shouldn't be immediately changed, and we need to learn more about it in order to fully grasp what has happened. Um, The transformation that goes on, it gives us that opportunity to share the gospel. It ignites that fire in us that we want the others to see what God is doing and what he can do for them. And our story becomes a part of God's story. Our transformation becomes our testimony into how awesome God is. And if we're going to do what Jesus has commanded us to do, we must not appear to be like the rest of the world. Now that doesn't mean you have to wear dresses that cover from your neck to your feet, um, or you know, or or speak in a manner that, you know, just doesn't sound right. But it does mean that we, yeah, you know, the things that we do, the things that we watch on TV, the things that we let our children listen to. There's just a huge list of things that. We can point to and say, I have to be careful. Um, I know for me personally, um, I had to go through and get rid of a lot of rated R movies. Now, none of them were sexual in nature. Um, But the language and the nudity and things of like that, I realized these were bad things to have in my home. It meant giving up movies that I liked for other reasons, but it was better to give them up. Than be exposed to things that I know are wrong. Wrong for me. Um, I I can't speak for everybody. Um, I can speak for myself, though. And as time has gone by and I have eliminated those things from my life, um, when they come up now, um, it's easier for me to make decisions, hey, that movie looks really good, but I don't think I'm going to watch it. Or if I do watch it, it makes it easier to stop and say, you know what? I wasn't expecting that, um, I'm not going to continue. And um, I guess in a lot of ways I, I can say that I have the F-bomb scale, um, and that is how many F-bombs are dropped or other various cuss words are dropped within a given amount of time. As an as amateur writer um, and person who has studied literature, I will look at something and say, alright, they're using some tough language, but does it make sense that it would be there? Or is that just someone's trying to, you know, cause a stir and just throwing bad language in for the sake of bad language? Um, You know, sometimes it is necessary. I wish it wasn't. I've seen just as many movies that can be done without coarse language and whatnot, but you know, I'm I'm getting off track, and I apologize for that. Um, one of the other things here, you know, if if we're not if we're not actively pursuing God, and we're not actively trying to be involved in this process of sanctification, the truth is we're fighting against God. If we're pulling away from Him, if we're not following Him, if we're not letting Him do those things in our life and surrendering to what he wants, then we're fighting against God. And that's a losing battle. Because the, in, the outcome of that, I mean, why? Why would you want an outcome that leaves you at odds with the creator of the universe? The one who gives you life. Why would you want to fight against that? I mean, it... It's just something to consider. Um, Because even if you win, you win the battle, you lose. The only way to truly win is to follow God as fast as you can. Um, I like to say, I want to get into heaven and I want to take as many people with me as I can. Um, One of the last things I want to talk about is um, creating a legacy. Through discipleship, through our transformation, through what we do with others to serve God and glorify him, um, we create a legacy. People see what we're doing and some will be like, wow, you know, I I didn't know he was into this whole God thing. Or, wow, that's really cool that he helped those people or that he teaches others about the Bible. And people may want to know, hey, what does that person have that I don't why are they happy in the midst of a storm or why are they content when the rest of us are all seeking something else Um, and you know that's a great opening into saying well I know Jesus and some people might flake out on you and uh, be afraid and run away and others may lean in and want to know more And, um, the more we have spent time with God, the more we hear, and the more we can trust in what he tells us to say, because he's going to know what they need to hear. And he chose you to tell them. So, um, the last thing, very last thing I wanted to cover, sorry about that, um, is how, how do we, how do we do discipleship? Well, the truth of the matter is, it's not really that hard. The first thing we have to do, though, is set aside time. Just like tithing and giving money back to the church, 10%, you know, God has blessed us all with income of one sort or another. Um, maybe not money, maybe it's something else, but we can all give a portion, whether it's our tithe, it's tithing our time or whatever, but we can take a moment of our time every day and give that back to God, and we can do it through prayer. Um, Reading the Bible, you know, the the book is not a book of rules, but it's a book of how to live the best, most freeing life within the boundaries of God's holiness. God created a vast universe, and His intent was not to squeeze you into a little box and tell you to sit still. Um, That's not God's way. And and a lot of times we confuse freedom with, um, you know, inconvenience. We don't want to be inconvenienced. We, We don't want our freedom to be taken from us. And, you know, sometimes freedom isn't so freeing. If you look at the world today, so many people are arguing over what their freedoms are, over wearing a mask we're not wearing a mask and you know the truth be told we're talking about a matter of inconvenience not a sacrifice um, yeah it's confusing it might be troublesome we've grown up in a culture that has been told that wearing a mask means you're up to no good so subconsciously we might be fighting back against that idea that hey when I walk in a store with a mask and I don't want someone thinking I'm there to rob the place Well, when everybody else around you is wearing a mask, the only thing that's happening there is everybody is that much safer from getting sick. Even if it's a small percentage, that's better than none at all. And, you know, don't worry about what other people are thinking so much. It's not a fight that you need to make. Just follow what your leaders are guiding. Do what you believe to be right, and if you're not sure, You can go to the Bible. The Bible tells us not to live in fear, but God does tell us to live and act with wisdom. If wisdom dictates that we can help save the life of somebody else, then we should do that. Whether that's wearing a mask or staying home, I understand that there are financial aspects, but if our faith is in what God is doing, not in what man is doing, I think we'll find we're going to be all right um so prayer prayer and 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 reading the bible spending time with god and and maybe that might be a little confusing for some people but the simple fact is god is with us all the time but we can get so busy in our day-to-day that we don't stop and say whoa hey god what's up god wants to hear the details every day does he already know oh He knows more about what has happened in your day than you do. But He wants you to come to Him and talk to Him. Tell Him what's on your heart. Talk to Him and recognize that you have a Father whose every every bit of attention is on you. And all you have to do is talk and listen. You know, you you can spill out everything that's going on in your day um, and then take a few moments maybe five ten fifteen whatever you know whatever seems right take a deep breath close your eyes and listen ask God to speak to you I can't tell you what he's going to say and I'm not going to suggest that it's something that you necessarily want to hear But when the creator of the universe, the person who put you together, not from a mold, but crafted to be every bit of who you are, from from the hairs on your head to the freckles on your body, God designed you. And He loves you more than anything you can even begin to imagine. So, can spending time in His presence be bad? I don't think so. Um, Things to keep in mind. Life is messy. Being saved doesn't change that. It does, however, provide us all with a way to get through the messiness. And because life is messy, people are messy. Messy people cause messes. Hurt people hurt people. Hate the sin. Love the sinner. People may not like the new you. They may just quietly step out of your life or they may go full-on persecutor. Others may be intrigued and want to know more. I wish I could say that having people walk away because of your faith, it's tough. It's even tougher when someone that you care about persecutes you, recalls the things that are wrong with you or tries to entice you Into doing things that you now believe are wrong, um, those are all hurtful too. And I wish I could paint a better picture for that to look like. But again, just remember it's out of fear and it's attacks from the enemy. And if you love them through it, give them time. You know, don't push, speak to them in love, give them space. That's the best thing I can I can recommend there. Um, Satan doesn't want you to be successful, and he's going to use whatever he can to get at you. There's a target on your back. I, I wish I could tell you otherwise, but you know Jesus made it pretty clear: life was not going to be easy. It wasn't always going to be fair. But at the end of this, at the end of all this, when we get to go home we won't care about those things anymore because they won't be a part of us. You know, now we're we're changed so much by our environment. But the fact of the matter is, you know, God takes us home as who we were meant to be. Free from all the things of this world. And that will happen. That will happen. Satan's already been defeated. He cannot win this battle. But... His pride will not let him stop. So, when those things come, laugh. Take a deep breath and laugh. And know that there is nothing, nothing that Satan can throw at you that will take you away from the one person who always has your back. Now, Satan's aware that as a human being, you have weaknesses. But he can't read your mind. Only God knows your thoughts. That doesn't mean he's not tricky. Doesn't mean he knows how, doesn't know how to get to you. But just remember in your mind. Focus on God. When things get tough. When it feels like that storm is blowing as hard as it can. God's got you. Trust. Trust is huge. I think Jesus has already done what he needed to to earn it. And if we can spend the rest of our life showing him that we do trust him, I think we'll find that those storms, they're not that bad. So in closing, um, I recognize there's a lot here, and um, my hope is to break things down in the coming weeks. I look forward to hearing what you have to say. I do ask, you know, let's, let's speak in love. Even if you don't believe in Jesus, um, you can still believe in behaving and speak kindly I'm not going to spar with anybody Um, I will answer any questions as best I can and most often um, using the Bible where where applicable right now I'm going to pray I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray for you know your walk and then we're going to wrap things up and hopefully you'll be back for episode two Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you, God, for your wisdom and your love and your mercy and your forgiveness, God, because they are there without it. God, I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice, Lord, that, that you will speak to them and that they will hear you. And regardless of what I have said, Lord, that what they hear is what you have for them to hear. Lord, I pray for them in their journey, whether they are brand new or they are a long-time follower, God. That you will strengthen them in their walk. That they will feel your presence fully and completely, Lord. And that they will follow you with passion and fire in their heart for the rest of their days. Until it's time to go home. And they'll take as many with them on the road to heaven as they can. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in your holy name, God. Amen. All right, that's it. Next time on episode two, we're going to be breaking down sin. We're dragging it out of its hidey hole and see if we can learn a bit more on how to protect ourselves from it. You guys be awesome, and I will talk to you later again. This is your host, Dennis Ramsey, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, If you have any questions, feel free to holler. Um, and if you have any prayer requests, let me know and, uh, love you guys. You're awesome. Talk at you later.